In many parts of the world, including Africa, once a woman attains a certain age, you start hearing whispers of, when will you marry? Bad enough, they already, they already be ready for not being um, married because that is a number one thing. As soon as you're done with school, women, you must get married. You don't even know yourself. How do you get married without, without, um, without knowing self? What are you going to give? You can't give what you don't have. If the woman eventually gives in to the pressure and gets married, you begin to hear something different. When will you have a when? child? When will you have a child? When? when will you have a child? When will you have a child? When? It doesn't end there. If the woman has one child, people ask her to have more. You then hear things along the lines of, but the child needs a sibling. There's so much pressure on women to get married and have children. And if for some reason a woman can't have children or she decides not to, it becomes this whirlwind of judgment, of unsolicited opinions, and policing the woman's decisions. In today's episode, our guest talks to us about navigating a world that cares more about your ability to give birth than your mental and physical health. Hi, my name is Aisha Salahuddin, and I like girls. This is a storytelling podcast about African women and the different experiences life throws at us for being women. If you still haven't listened to season one, I highly recommend that you do after this episode. It's available on whatever streaming platform you're listening on right now. Award-winning Nigerian actress Nsekwe Etim talks about finding out she can't have biological children and healing from the entire experience. Nse has lived all around Nigeria. She grew up in Zaria, and then Jos, Ilorin, and Lagos. She studied theatre arts at the University of Calabar and had her big break in 2009 when she featured in the movie Reloaded. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Nse was everywhere in the movie industry after Reloaded. She featured in movies like Mr. and Mrs. and Broken. How am I supposed to face those kids? How am I supposed to face them and tell them I'm their mother after all the misery I've put them through? Okay, so I mean, you had gotten to a point in Nollywood where everyone was talking about you, right? Like it was. Maybe you... it was just the fact that there was, in quotes, a new. I don't want to call myself a kid, but everyone has a, a parent. Maybe it was a new kid syndrome, new flavor of the time, but I don't think. It, 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 I hadn't peaked. Maybe someone else might think it was peaking, but I don't think that I, I did. I, I, yeah, I don't think so. I'm one of those people that felt like she was nearly at her peak at the time. I mean, she had gotten so many nominations and won awards for her movies. So imagine my surprise when in 2015, Nse disappeared from her TV screens in Nollywood. Silence. Silence, 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 just silence, like that, silence. for five years. After the break, we'll hear more about why she really left. I remember a few years back when I couldn't save money to save my life. I was so bad with money that whenever my salary dropped, I would either run to my favorite restaurant or order new outfits off Instagram. And by the second week of the month, I would be so broke. This habit made everyone around me worried. My parents, my friends, even my boyfriend used to say, Babe, you need to start saving. Then one day, my colleague introduced me to Piggy Vest and I absolutely fell in love with their piggy bank future. 
What I love the most about Piggy Bank is that it's flexible because it allows me save automatically, whether that be daily, weekly, or monthly. By helping me save consistently, Piggy Bank has changed my relationship with money and my life is so, so much better for it. Everyone can save with PiggyVest today. Download the app from Google Play or Apple Store to register and start saving. Nse got married to her childhood sweetheart in 2013. She moved to the UK where he resided as a means to strengthen their union. It wasn't quite making sense to me that I'd be here and he'd be there. I I wasn't quite sure of it because I think marriage is a partnership. I think it's friendship. I, I, I think it's so much more than love itself. So sometimes you need to try and make your relationships work, even with your friends. I'm not one who who excels in it. I fail horribly. But you have to make an effort. You have to try. So this was me just saying, all right, let's give this a try. I didn't think it would take five years. I, I need to understand that which I am, I am, I am, I am, I am you know, latching myself onto, my spirit, my soul. I need to understand it. And so you can't fully grasp that if you're in different time zones, or at least geographical zones or something. Maybe not so much time, but... And this was someone I'd known when I was in my teens. So he was my friend. He was my buddy. He was my friend. Yeah, we'd been through what we went through, but it was more like, okay, give it a try. From mid-2013 up until 2015, Nse says she actively sought out to have a child of her own. Oh, I always wanted to be a biological mother. I always did. I mean, you know, the times when I'd sit down and go like, oh God, I really do want to have a baby. I thought it would be amazing. Mom. So when I kept going back and forth for different tests, getting probed, getting checked, you know, just different emotional. It was it was a roller coaster of emotions. Nse was diagnosed with adenomyosis. Adenomyosis is a medical condition where the tissue from the lining of the uterus grows into the uterine wall and enlarges the uterus. Adenomyosis. Okay, let's do this. Ade. Ade. No. No. My. My. Oh. Oh. Sis. Sis. So now it's calling with phone. Adenomyosis. Adenomyosis. <laughs> <laughs> has completely healed. That's why we could laugh about it. She has come a long way from when she first got that diagnosis. But... It wasn't an easy journey. It was, it was a shocker, actually. I, I think, I don't know how I felt, but I do remember that. A tear dropped, then seconds after, tears followed through. But the one thing I would always remember is my partner's hand in mine, and he squeezes it. And then he says, I'd rather have my wife alive. And it meant a lot to me that he felt my life was worth more than what the society wanted me to be. Adenomyosis comes with a handful of symptoms that can manifest early in women, like pelvic pain, irregular menstrual cycles, or prolonged menstrual bleeding. 
And painful sexual intercourse as well. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. These symptoms can negatively impact a woman's quality of life. And like many women out there, Nse didn't really think to look out for them. Because nobody truly says to you that, you know, at a certain age, if this doesn't happen, that happens. No one's talking about it because we are closed as a people. We're silent about a lot of things. Women need to just be strong. So whatever you, you get thrown at you is fine. But it, I don't think it's fine. So you need to check these things. Nse struggled a lot with the diagnosis. She stayed indoors for the most part. So I, I would say that the point, it didn't take a day or two or a year. It took years of coming to terms with my own full term of what I had come to see. And it wasn't easy, I would say. Because there's also mental thoughts, mental, there's the there's depression that would slip in. You mightn't want to give it a name. You say, oh, I don't want to call it labels, but it is what it is. So I was depressed for a bit, um, struggled, didn't want to work anymore. That, of course, wasn't, uh, I, I did take maybe one or two, but my heart was not in it. And if my heart is not in it, I'm not giving you the best. One of the two films she took on at that time was 50. Pray like you came here for a miracle. Why is God unhappy with me? Just as 50 was about to premiere, Nse found out that in order to live a normal life, she needed to have a hysterectomy done. That's a surgical procedure to remove the womb. When I found out, I cried. I was in a dark place. I felt I was judged. I felt <laughs> I even I, I, I just felt that people would refer to me as barren. And it did. People did it. And by the time I realized I was going to go into surgery and um, the film I had done was premiering 50. And I said to him, you know what, I'm going to go for the premiere, wear a lovely dress. If I die, I'll have a nice photo. <laughs> wow, wait, 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 hold on. So you had gotten information from the doctor that the only way to feel good was to get this hysterectomy. Yes. And you decided at the time, you know what, I'll go to Nigeria. And... Because <laughs> 50 was premiering. And I thought, why not? I, but I want to talk a bit about why... It was important for you to go to the premiere. Was it sort of, did you need to feel better or what, you know? No, it was, I had a morbid feeling I wasn't going to make it. Oh, it ha You'd think these things, you'd probably never see them. But so I, I just thought, um, so if I die, there's at least one nice photo. Because you'll be the one everyone would say, oh, there she is. She attended the premiere with her husband. She wore a black dress. And so you actually have something called the um, the, the the belly, the adenomyosis belly. Oh. And so that's the point where <laughs> if you wear a dress, you wear a nice fitting dress and someone says, ah, oh, soon she'll soon be a mother. So imagine how you feel 
when you know that's there and someone says that. Adenomyosis belly or adenobelly is a real thing. Since adenomyosis generally makes the wall of the uterus grow thicker, it can also cause a protruding abdomen. And so, and in that, I remember the dress I was wearing. I actually remember I wore a dress. And I think it was from then that in my heart I started hating dresses more and more. It was more definite that I can't keep doing what people like me to do. I just have to make me happy. So my my adeno belly was showing. But I was okay. I mean, hey. And I know that particular, everyone kept saying, ah. And as soon as the, I just read the ah, I'd be like, oh. Photos of Unse and her husband at the movie premiere made it to social media. And as you can imagine, people kept leaving comments that suggested she was pregnant. So people would just pass comments, you know, and and it, it, it just kept going on and on. And it, it became vile. It almost, it was no longer, it no longer meant anything to me. And I thought, hmm, this is going to be hard. So I guess one of the reasons why you just lock up is you you're, you're, you're trying to preserve your sanity. So that was it for me. And says that Deno's journey was particularly difficult because as an actress, she was in the public eye. That meant she was also exposed to a lot of vile comments. So it's like you're, you have this medical condition that's making your tummy or your belly bigger. Yes. And that's because you can't have a child and people are making jokes about you having a child. No, they think they're being caring because they have to talk. But you can just not say anything. Did you get that a lot? <laughs> of course I did. I still get it. I still get people who who tell me that they are miracle workers. And, and that's fine. Um, I've told them to... To, give, to do their miracle, basically. For themselves. Because I don't need it. After the break, we talk about Nse's journey to healing. I used to be the biggest impulse spender. As long as I had money in my account, I would always find something to spend it on. Food, clothes, shoes, you name it. I just couldn't resist the temptation to spend. Piggy vest saved me, especially its safe lock feature. Whenever I have money lying around that I do not want to be tempted to spend, I immediately put it in a safe lock. Then I can spend the upfront interest I get without any guilt. I also love that I can lock my money for as little as 10 days. Honestly, not using the safe lock option on Piggy Vest is like building a house without a roof. Start saving with Piggy Vest today. But let me ask you something about still dealing with it. I know that you had the support of your partner, like you mentioned, but did you even have anyone else to talk to? Friends, uh, maybe family? Hmm. I spoke to, it, it was not, the only two people that I called really and, and just said, oh, this had happened. I was also trying to let them know, listen, you know, I know that I'm not a great friend, but this has happened. So this is why I'm probably not, you know, forthcoming. I did mention to a, a friend of mine, another person, uh, a friend, a female friend, who hasn't said anything up until today. Wait, so you... No, she must be going through stuff. It's okay. 
no, 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 we don't fine. do that here. So wait, you told a friend, this is what I'm going through and not a reply. Oh, she must be going through stuff. I hope she's fine. <laughs> wow. Nse was obviously being sarcastic and we laughed about it. By the time all of this was happening, it wasn't funny. Thankfully, she had therapy and a supportive family. Yeah, and then my mother, oh. she kept saying, some have 20, but I will take you over. A woman that has kids over any day and say, you are worth more. She kept telling me how important it was for me to just live. So I, I think that Knowing that most times parents are the ones who say, you have to be married, you have mm -hmm. to have kids, you have to... And my mother was complete opposite. And she kept saying to me, and she was there in spirit when I was having my surgery. She was constantly talking to my partner. She was just waiting. She, she's, for her, it's, I would rather have you alive. So it just, everything around me was fine. So I had to get to that point because everybody got there before me. I'm not saying they didn't suffer, but they put up a brave face so that they would help me and then dealt with their hurt and their in-court loss without me. It took her many years and a movie awards festival she attended in 2018 to get to a point of healing. And I loved, I, 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 I decided I would do more film festivals. And I think I'm thankful that I made the decision because I never would have met uh, my manager, Taiwo. She met Taiwo at the African Movie Academy Awards in Rwanda. And this meeting changed everything for Nsi. He slowly started to talk to her about coming back into the movie industry. Meeting Tywer again and then him having faith, even I don't know if it was as little as a mustard seed after the first encounter, but he did have faith. And for some funny reason, the universe just aligned because he's, he on one side kept saying, you know, you can't leave. And then my partner, on the other hand, is saying, you know, you need to heal completely. Mm. And you need to help other people. You need to just talk. So he's saying that to me. He's saying you can't leave. And suddenly he's saying the same thing my partner is saying. And I'm wondering, he can't say that because this is not his life. So I'm trying to fight it. So I remember the long walks I'd have. I'd walk, you know, just go for long walks. And he, Ty would be on the phone trying to make me understand that it was okay to come back. But I, I wasn't afraid of what people would say. I was afraid of how I'd feel. It wasn't about anybody. It was about me. When I asked Ty off mic what it was about Unsay that made him insist that she needed to be back at work, he answered that he didn't want her talent to go to waste. He had watched a couple of her movies and he knew that she had it in her to come back. What points was there a trigger or a point where you realized, oh yeah, I think I've completely healed? What what was that moment? Did something happen, or was there was no light bulb moment? Hmm. I just had, I just had a persistent manager to be, who had finally decided he would be my manager six months after we had met, or maybe more, and he was just very persistent. And then, I think when my partner didn't like who he had at home. It wasn't who. So he kept knowing that there was more. So you need to deal with this. Because it's, I, 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 I can really sweep things on the carpet. I can and just keep moving. But you can't keep doing that because it affects your mental health. 
You don't know when you blurt out. You don't know when you get angry. Little things. But you don't know that there's an underlying issue. So those things have to be dealt with. So if I hadn't come to that, I don't know what kind of human being I'd be today. In 2019, Unse made the decision to step back into Nollywood limelight. Her team organized conversations with Unse, a lovely fireside chat that featured all kinds of people, including fellow actors. During one of the conversations at this event, someone asked why she had been away for so long. And Femi Jacobs, who was the moderator, kept prodding and prodding. And he was, he was one of two people who I had said what had happened to me, one of my two ready. But the way he just asked it, so what exactly, you know, have you been all right? And I said, oh, you know what, all right, Femi, I'm done. I had a hysterectomy, so... That's how I blurted it out. And I know that it was shocking because when it came out, I thought, oh. When she mentioned that she had to get a hysterectomy, the entire room fell silent. There was silence. Confusion. Actually, it was discombobulation, you know, complete state of confusion. Then silence. Then by the time people had realized what it was, then little women started crying. A few people started crying. It, it just became emotional. And, and I thought, no one can make me cry here. What's going on? Why are they crying? And I'm trying. And then... Talking about a publicly completed says healing cycle for her. It was sort of that eureka moment where she knew everything would be fine eventually. Yeah, and why do you think, like, in this context, the Nigerian society is obsessed with pregnant women and childbirth there's so much pressure on women to give birth and it's worse if you can't it's every time i want to say cultural tradition but who puts these things the same human beings so it's it might not even only be here where people are obsessed with having kids but then the pressure is more there's the pressure of carrying on a legacy. Children are not a legacy. Hmm. Must, should, we, should we really have that conversation? They are not a legacy. Do you know what a legacy is? A legacy is that thing which you do, the lives you've affected, the people that would be able to, when you go, you say, he did this for me. societal obsession with childbirth means that Nse still gets harassed on social media by people who think that, with their prayers, she can still have biological children. Yes, my prayer party for you. So there's one that they do, you know, these things that they do online, where they all gather together and do stuff. Then they keep sending me links. And I look at the links and I think, you truly do not know me then. It's fine, but stop sending me stuff. And I tell people, I say, you know, you're badgering. I don't like the fact that you're coming in here and you're sending me, oh, I'm really sorry, I just love you. Don't fuck, no, love your fucking self, love. Let me be. I don't need your love. I asked Nse about the people that genuinely care. How do they approach talking to their friends who have similar health issues? Doesn't hey. matter if you care, if you truly care, take me out to go grab a nice meal, love. That's not your business. You don't care more than I care for myself. You know, you need to understand that you cannot love more. You can't love me more than I love myself. And I know I truly love me. I know that people that haven't quite grasped the thought of self-love, 
But once you do that, then you won't ask certain questions. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel unsay. I really do. Let's take a break. When we come back, she gives us some personal advice. Hi, my name is Aisha Salahuddin. You already know me, host and producer of I Like Girls. I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about the podcast newsletter. I'd like you to join the I Like Girls community by subscribing to our newsletter. Every Tuesday at 12pm, through the newsletter, we'll send out behind-the-scenes information on topics, guests, and recordings of all our episodes. That means as a subscriber, you have first-hand information about our episodes that others don't have access to. And that's not all. You'll be among the first to know when a new episode drops. You will also be notified early about any of our activities, like the availability of merch, secret podcast events, and bonus episodes. So, subscribe to our newsletter by clicking the link in the episode notes as you listen. It takes less than 30 seconds to subscribe, and I promise we won't spam you. Okay, let's get back to the show. But I kind of want, I mean, just as someone who had to go through all of that, if you could, I guess, advise or say something to someone currently going through something yes. similar. What would you want the person to know? That it's valid to be unhappy. It's valid to be depressed. It's valid to cry. But it's also more valid to find peace in turmoil. So even while you cry, find that in your... Because you're more than being a receptacle for semen and also more than being a conduit for childbearing. You're more than these things. These things have been latched onto you to make you think that without these you are nothing. But you're so much more. If we look, you'll see. We're so much more than that. So if you can find that place, it's a hard place to find because you're constantly going to be drowned by noise. So you drown the noise yourself. You become the ocean and you drown the noise. Once you can do that, the only thing you will hear is how beautiful you are. The only thing you will see is how love is inexplicably beautiful. And it doesn't have to be sexual. It's just pure love. So when you get to that point, things really don't matter. Say noticed I was getting emotional and asked me what was up. So I came out clean and told her about having fibroids and how it was messing with my fertility and my fear of what people will say. Oh God, I'm so scared. Okay, it's valid to be afraid. It's fine. It's so okay to be afraid. But in your fear, is your fear what people will say or is your fear medical? You cannot worry or think that anyone matters but you. You cannot care that you won't have a quality of life that you so deserve because you choose to be to be pressured by the society. Most people will say and say, you should have told her to wait. But you know something, as much as I want to say it, it is not me. I tell you to take control of your life because as much as people argue, our destinies lie here, in our hands. 
whatever path you no one's going to drag you and say this is the path you follow you choose it it's a choice you're given left right and maybe center you pick it was a very emotional moment for everyone at this point taiwo her manager who was also in the studio joined in as well it was like group therapy very important i don't i don't care what anyone says right now your life's extremely important because you're more likely going to impact people alive than when you are dead The events that happened in the studio as we wrapped up this episode's recording summarizes Ense's healing journey. She has now gotten to the point where she's actively advising women like me who are struggling with their fertility. And I have had a lot of people your age come to me. And I, I it's just very personal because I can't read out their messages or anything, but I do I do I have a network of women. The only thing I don't have is um what's the word now? The only thing I don't have is say okay maybe there's a room where we all meet and we chat about it. No. I just do it personally and I I I'm not one to take a photo. Hey, yay, we just did this. Nah. Doesn't really matter. So this is women who have come to you after hearing you share your own story. It's so some have yeah. come to see me physically to be sure that I'm still standing. Is it true that after you did this? I'm like, yeah, it's just it's just another part of the body that can go. Just like if you, you know, the only difference is that if it goes it doesn't grow. Hmm. It's one of those and you don't have two. This is a good place to end and say story. She healed in 2019. She has been back in Nollywood for a while now, making waves and kicking ass in her roles. For anyone out there experiencing fertility problems, please speak with a health practitioner to know your options and know that you're not alone and this is definitely not your fault. Thank you for listening to this episode of I Like Girls. I Like Girls is produced by 27 Productions. If you want to get in touch, visit 27productions.co and follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at I Like Girls Pod. Also, please rate and review us on whatever streaming platform you're listening on. Rating us helps a lot. This episode is produced and written by me, Aisha Salahuddin. Our associate producer is Dokas Ofasa. Audio engineering is by Moisu. Samia Salamutu is our editor. And our theme music is by Bangs with a double G. The other music you heard throughout this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. Special thanks to Piggyverse for sponsoring this episode. I'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>